Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Puckle! Puckle! Hello and welcome to part three of episode 415 of the Puckle Podcast. Be warned, spoilers abound, spoilers are ahead. We're here discussing Sword and Shield, and we have the delightful task of going over everything past the eighth gym. I am Seth Vilo, your sort of kind of maybe hostish person. And I'm joined today by two other brilliant minds who have also completed the game with me. And we'll start off with the guy who was with me on stream as I finished it up, Mr. Linian. Hi, hi. And not only are we through with the game, but Shemu and I have caught the shiny charm. Yes, we do. And on segueing into that, let's <laughs> speak to the man, the myth, the legend himself who has completed the decks. Shemu. <laughs> Dr. Shamu. He has his diploma in Please Help Me. All I know so, is I was like, ah, oh, there are only like a couple more things. I'll go to bed. I get a uh, a DM at like 2 a.m. my time. So like 4 a.m. Yeah, was Shamu, you get uh, the, the diploma. Oh my gosh. It only happened because I got the Terminator raid. It's like, I just have a 1% encounter and a trade evolution after that. I can do my this. My gosh. Oh my gosh. You are an absolute maniac, but we still love you for it. Did you beat Sigma, or is he still working oh, on I, it? Oh, I think... I don't know anyone else in Puckle that had the shiny charm at the moment, other than Lydia. Yeah, okay. Beyond, Sa- Beyond Shamu and I, yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, point Yikes. of fact, uh, so I took a screenshot of my playtime uh, last night, so Sunday night, and that was 53 hours Oh my god. Has there been that many hours since it came out? It was 53 I... out of 72, and I don't want to do the math. <laughs> oh my god. I think earlier earlier today I had like 70 hours. Wow. I think I'm probably <laughs> at 75 now. I I haven't even looked at my time. I know it's not nearly what well, you guys well, the have. Is, the thing is, I had the, I had the Japanese copy, so I already had like an extra yeah. 12 hour head start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you used. <laughs> I did use. And I didn't even get to start playing until around 6 o'clock on Friday when I could finally get home from work <laughs> and actually unload the mail. Oh, uh, like, tw- like eight of those 12-hour heads, that 12-hour head start was uh, raids. Yeah. <laughs> that whole raid string, like, oh. Oh, 
boy, but we should we should probably get started on the show. Yes, we should. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to know, guys, what did you complete the team with? We'll start with you, Shamu. What did you bring to glory in getting their diplomas? Okay, so I had Grookey the Grookey, Wooloo. It the wasn't Nicole. a Grookey. <laughs> You, you can say that. It was a Wooloo. It was a, a, a Grookey. Uh, uh, mm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's it totally a Grookey, not a Wooloo or a Dubwool at that point. Um, We had that. There's, uh, there's Wooloo the Dubwool. We had Bluffo the Orbutal. Frizzy the Centiscorch. Daddy Tox the Toxtricity. And then that last lot, I think, was it was going to be Gigantamax Garboder, but not knowing that you can't really get that easily, so that whole thing kind of fell yeah. apart, unfortunately. <laughs> so I ended up using uh, Dolpy the Dracovish, which it just kind of like, uh-uh. I got it, I just kind of started using it, and it just kind of stayed. It was just there. <laughs> the start of the unholy fossils. Okay, so that's that's Shamu. Linian, what did you wrap the story up with? Uh, I When I uh, cleared the story, my team was King Cosma the Cinderace, uh, at the time, he was only Sir Mixalot, the Draco Zolt. Um, now he has been uh, ascended to Lord Mixalot uh, for many reasons. Uh, Demeter the Eldegoss, uh, Ortho the Beresciuta, Tentacolina the Grappaloct, and Prue the Alcrini. Fantastic. What did and you have, from... Mr. Vilo? All right. I had, I had Solitaire the Inteleon. I started the Sobble, so that was me. We've got all the starters here, kind of, sort of. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, I got Grookey, you got Sobble, and then Linian had uh, Score Bunny. Yeah. Had Sonic OC Do Not Steal. Um, <laughs> I also had Teeny the Poltegeist. I had Lash the Centiscorch. Fabio the Grimmsnarl. And the last two are kind of weird. Uh <laughs> Sigma one night was like, oh, I found a Dreepy Raid. Who wants in? And I was like, absolutely. This was like six or seven badges in. So I join in. I get the Dreepy. I drop a bunch of candy into it. And I had Zephyr the Dragapult for the end. And then the last slot was occupied by two Corviknight. One I raised from a chick. The other I found because it could Gigantamax. And they were Pokemon. (laughs) <laughs> they were handy for using revives on my good things Corviknight, uh, story <laughs> mode is not what it was meant for No, not at all I was sorely disappointed by that thing Oh well uh, yeah. So yeah, that's our endgame teams yeah. What we're gonna do now Thatch and crew um, Whoever you heard yesterday on Tuesday Finished up through 8th Badge, so now it's our duty to take it from 8th Badge and beyond to the end. So, let's just start up with the story mode, like, right after you get the Dragon Badge, from the best anime girl gym leader I've ever seen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Raihan is so pure. I love Raihan. He is. He takes a selfie in combat. It's incredible. It was incredible. Let's just take a moment to comment on how all the gym leaders had such incredible interactions and animations, especially when they threw out their their last, their ace. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you got that music change to the chant. Oh, yes, the chant music oh. is actually pretty great. But do we have, do we have to it talk about lit. Opal? I don't want to talk about Opal. Opal's the best gym leader no. other than Raihan. No, <laughs> Opal no. was great because she was just unabashedly creepy. Uh, I hate, she's 
she freaked me out so much during that entire gameplay. Like, there's a point with her where she's great, but it's more of that's the result that's great and not her. She <laughs> makes me want to watch Studio Ghibli movies. <laughs> <laughs> she curses a child in the beginning of a Studio Ghibli film. Oh yes, God. absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, continuing on past the gym leaders, because we're they're all wrapped up now at this point in the tale, and you're going on to, but you know, not. you're in the semifinals <laughs> or whatever. They're kind of they're kind of they, done, like out, as far as getting wait, their badge. Wait, wait so, yeah, and you guys, you guys jump in and correct me on the story if I screw up at any point. Um, so you're you're off to go get your semi-final battle and everything and you meet up with the best waifu character marnie and hop and other the other folks that are trying to actually get into the uh into the end and you just kind of go there <laughs> mm-hmm. not yeah. not a lot of pomp and circumstance it's like hey everyone's cheering get on this train all right you arrived oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay thanks is this after or before an explosion happened or something like that, or things started no, to get mysterious. Like they kind of they they allude they allude to mystery, but then they go, "Hey, you should go to the championship. Don't worry about it." Yeah, a recurring and annoying thing in the game. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that, I think, when it becomes more pronounced. Right. Yeah. And so you're going through. You've you've got the. You're in the new city. You're in Winden, and you go through all sorts of little challenges for the gym leaders. It's awesome. Well, that's the first thing that up. happens is you have to play off for your, your spot in the gym leader yeah. tournament. Yeah, which so, was cool. They didn't really say that, though. It's just kind of like, because most people, I believe, from what I understood, thought that was like, oh, you do these battles, then you fight the champion. But then it's like, no, no, you, you fight those two people, and then you fight, like, you you, you got your spot into a tournament, not yeah, you yeah. fight the champion. It, it could have been clearer. It could have been clear yeah. that, like, whoever wins of the, of the people who completed the, the challenge... That person gets to play off for the championship title, but that that yeah. wasn't made clear, right? Um, yeah, so, so I, I was had, like, "Oh, this is it! Wow, we're yeah. really flying!" And they then even missed more. one rival too. They missed a like, they kept like Betty got kidnapped earlier on because that happened. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. The Betty got kidnapped, <laughs> and like, so you don't get to fight him with Marnie and Hop. Yeah. So fighting Marnie having Gigantamax, like, oh, that's a thing. That yeah, was like, right. Cause I, like, I, I was, I was going through thinking, like, who's gonna have what Gigantamax? She must have one. And I'm just like, oh, oh, yeah. Because this whole game, I've been trying to place where Gigantamaxes are, like who has what. <laughs> and that, like, that was one of the ones that was missing. Cause like, initially I thought, um, Opal was gonna have Hatterene because she had that hat. Yeah. And like, I was thinking, like, oh, she's got that, so she had that Gigantamax. And then she had that creamy. I was like, oh, okay, that that makes sense too. Sure, the fairy. And I'm going to try to place them all. And then she and then Marnie had Grimmsnarl. I'm like, oh, like she never had that before. But okay, I wrote, did she have? Did she ever have a Morgrim? Because I don't remember her having. I don't one. believe she did. No, no I don't yeah, recall. So she had, she had, but she never had more than three Pokemon. I don't think. And like yeah. two times you fought her. Well, the thing yeah. we never saw her have it. As well as I remember a lot of things about Marnie, but I don't remember an Impidimp. Yeah. So she's got one, and she's got a Gigantamax. Like, she she just joined some guys, like, five-star raid. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> she found on the wild. She found a raid. Piers she was like, the... you know what? I've never been able to use this. Here you go. Right? That's probably more like what it was, because he can't use it in his gym. That was a fun Oh, yeah, I found point, this thing. It's got on. a little red mark on it. Yeah. 
So, yeah, you fight the two, and then you get your chance to enter the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't remember, is it, I think you go to start? Is that how it is? You go to start the yeah, tournament? Yeah, you go, so you, so what happens is, uh, you, you beat, uh, Hop, you get your playoff spot, and, uh, then Leon, like, congratulates you, and this is the point where I want to take over for my little mini rant about the end of this game. Because you okay. finish, and then Leon's like, I'll meet you guys for dinner in a minute. And then you you disappear, uh, you go off to the hotel to, you know, wait for him, and then it says several hours pass. and yeah, Which means three or more. So it's it's been a long while, and then uh, Hop goes, wow, my brother never misses appointments. And you go, okay. And so because of that, you deduce that, uh, so you, you leave talking about that, and Pierce is like, yeah, I saw him going up to uh, talk to the guys at uh, Macrocosmos, the, the company that uh, Rose owns. And uh, it's like, oh, he's been stuck there. And then Oleana shows up for no reason and says, yes, he's in a very important meeting and can't be stopped. Then hides the key in this incredibly bloated and long section of just battles against the same macrocosmos grunt yeah after you finally get that you go to a meeting that by the way you still have no reason to suspect is anything other than legitimate business yeah i mean he's the champion and that's his endorser yeah like this this could just be a complicated endorsement contract you have no reason to suspect otherwise pierce is helping you commit borderline domestic terrorism he could be just shooting a TV ad, and he could be like, screwing the lines up. This is the most, like, I guess, I don't want to say evil act, but, like, again, like, going against the actual law act that Team Yell has actually done. Because has done. Have all the gym, like, the entire gym of Spike Moose is Team Yell. It's yeah. Not, it's like, so, <laughs> so, so you, like, you go to this legitimate business meeting and get treated to this utter PNG slideshow of a cutscene. Yeah. And it's like, Rose gives like, <laughs> and then they have this very silly conversation that, you know what, if, if it had just been, you just walked into the start of the meeting, whatever. But the implication is that this has been happening for hours with Rose trying to explain the concept of an energy crisis and Leon going, cool, cool, but can that happen like literally any other day? Because I'll help you with that tomorrow. <laughs> Or the day after tomorrow. I'll help you with this the day after tomorrow. We have, like, time. And Rose goes, yes, but it needs to happen. It's it's so dumb. Yeah, it, yeah. honestly, it's just like, yeah, no. I need to have this is, but no. Yeah. And then you just leave. That's it. You just leave. <laughs> yep. After hearing a villain speech or two, you're just like, okay, cool. Okay, bye. Whatever. Let the adult handle bye. this. Yeah, I mean, that's what you've been being told all game, yeah. so why should you change your behavior? This game was written by that one guy on internet forums who sits there and goes, well, realistically, there should be cops going after Team Rocket. This is very dangerous for children. Do you know what happens yeah. when you write a game where that guy's right? It's boring! A little bit, yeah. Yeah. So I, overall, storyline-wise. Like, they're talking, oh, Dynamax Pokemon are attacking this bridge. I was like, great, we have a raid mechanic. I'm down for this. Cool. We get there... And- we see a newspaper that the champion already solved it. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing that really kind of weirded me out is when you first get that notification, 
like you're supposed to go through the the tunnel, right? You're supposed to go through the tunnel to get to Hammerlock because there's crap happening. So me, being the logical person, I taxi to to Hammerlock. <laughs> Nothing is happening. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, what? What's happening I thought on the there route was stuff outside going of down. Hammerlock is what they said. But it was the Hammerlock. bridge in. It was the bridge to get in. And yes. nothing was happening. And I like I go to the power plant area that was very they, much in the air in the gym or whatever, thinking, okay, this is where I get on the elevator and go down and see what's happening. No. No, no, no. Uh, you have to go through the tunnel, navigate around the that crowd. Side of the bridge? No. What? Not to my not to my memory. I don't think they did. So you have to go through the tunnel and do the little cutscene things. Oh my god. Oh my god! And so I just got very confused. It was like, um, where's the chaos? The, the, Leon had to fly off to solve the chaos. The lack of the lack of polish on the last third of the game shocks me, because of how polished the first third and middle part was. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it's it's shocking in its contrast more than it is shocking in its. I've played games that have less polish. Like it's not like this is the worst game of all time by any means. It's not even yeah. bad by game standards. It's just so disconnected from the beginning of the game. Yeah. I, the plot had a nice pacing in the beginning. Like, oh, okay, it's about this one hero. Oh, wait, it's about two heroes. Oh, wait, it's about the Pokemon of the two heroes. It's a and cool... then within 20 minutes, it's just like, ah, there's two Pokemon, and now there's Dynamax, and everything is going to... So, ah. And to, and to yeah. zoom ahead just a little bit of where we left off, you go to fight Leon, turns out Rose lost control of the device... You go, fight him because you need to fight the villain, I guess. He's not even really trying to stop you or anything. He's just like, let's have a bout, shall we? You go yeah. up the elevator, uh, and then you have the best final boss in a Pokemon game that we never got. Oh my god. If they ever it's... say, if the, you see the, you see Eternatus, they have to explain who Eternatus is as you go up the escalator. They kind well, they kind of did not really well, but they did it better than they did in X and Y, yes. where the legendaries literally only served as batteries for the super weapon. They had no other exposition throughout any part of the plot other than being a battery to this. I would say Eternatus was here, literally just the battery, though. <laughs> at least through here, you get glimpses of the darkest day causes Dynamax had to be stopped by Zacian and yeah. Zamazenta. But you they had to be stopped. That, like, bup, 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 bup. They, okay, some a very easy thing that would have made a lot that would have made it a lot better for me, right? Is if when you were learning about the darkest day with with Sonia, because you have multiple scenes where they're talking about, well, what was it really, right? They, yeah. If they had just said, and the thing at the 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 storm was alive, and that could have been a reveal. Yeah. They didn't have anything it, the entire time. I legitimately thought the darkest day was a natural disaster. Right yeah. up until it's revealed that, no, it's Eternatus. And I went, wait, what? I it was, it's the equivalent it, of going through yeah. the entirety of Final Fantasy VII and only finding out about uh, Sephiroth's evil mother as you went to go fight her. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. It, had, if it's Had I not seen the leaks and seen what Eternamax Eternatus looked like, I wouldn't have put it together. I, I And I didn't. <laughs> And I'd seen mm -hmm. the leaks, and it just didn't click for me right away. Um, so I, I was legitimately, they said, Eternatus is coming. And my first knee-jerk <laughs> reaction was, who? Wait, how does yeah, he, how yeah. does that tie in? That, and then the fight is so cool. Oh my god, it's so the cool. Fight, the oh fight is amazing. 
Oh, they just don't he throws, earn it. <laughs> he, you attack it, you knock it down. Leon throws the ball. You see the ball actually break and roll across the screen. That, Eternatus shoots up like Rayquaza in the um, in the Delta episode. Oh, you so start cool. a raid battle, but you can't attack with two people. So there's two <laughs> slots for a raid for the legendaries to jump in and fight alongside you. Yeah, that's so let's, cool. Let's just. Let's pause again for a moment and talk about that part where we just have a hunch. Oh, let's go to the slumbering weald and look for the Pokemon. Ah, yeah, because there's like, and then we, <laughs> like Leon will handle it. It's fine. Leon's going to do great. We'll just go to the slumbering. Let's awaken gods because clearly this is a <laughs> level of problem that requires gods. And oh, look, I found a teeny dagger and oh, I found a teeny plate. <laughs> No, wait, this is a shield. Let's bring them, I guess. <laughs> let's bring, I'll put them in my backpack. And then in the battle, Hop is like, let's pull out our dagger. That'll stop him. <laughs> it's, it, it really And then work. it does. <laughs> so, so they have this fantastic conclusion to a storyline that we never got. And the storyline that we did get, we didn't get to participate in. Which is such a shame because uh-huh. the characters are also good. Bead yeah. is incredible. Uh, when he shows uh, up to interrupt yeah. the uh, the gym leader tournament, that's there. so fun. Yeah, that's yeah. just so fun. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, and I loved Eternatus having flashes of areas behind him yeah. where it mentions in the Dex entry like he can alter space and time around him because that's just how powerful it is. And you're seeing like the space altering things like you saw in the Palkia battle. Yeah, and you're, you're it's getting great. You're getting uh, all of the gym leaders, uh, the version exclusive ones by the nature of them not wanting to write scenes twice, uh, Mm -hmm. get less development. But all of the gym leaders have at least one or two things where you you enjoy them on screen. This is the this is the uh, this is like it reminded me of Gen 5 Mm -hmm. when you, you really got to know who the gym leaders were beyond just being gym leaders. And there is no who is Ramos moment. Yeah, they're like nothing about like Gen 6 had interesting gym leaders. I just kind of showed up and they were there. And someone yeah. might offhand mention another job. With this, I got A, I got the sense they were professional battlers. I got the sense that they had defined characters. Raihan mugging for the cameras literally every opportunity he gets. Yes. Uh, to or the point where even Reddit. in casual idol poses, he's got his Rotom taking photos. Yes. Uh, Milo is just like the nicest bro. Nessa has like hot and cold personality to the max. Kabu is just just the nicest guy. <laughs> he is. Very much. He has like really high respect for like anyone. It's like, "Oh yeah, you this yeah, you're you're awesome. You're cool." <sighs> the like, scene of Opal and Bead is amazing. It's the best part oh of God. the game. Him just I, yell, her just yelling pink and Bead <laughs> being and so away. wildly uncomfortable with this and then King crimsoning from the back. <laughs> <laughs> Opal erasing time and leaping past it. Uh, to kidnap a boy. Uh, the yeah. scene where uh, Bede calls out Oleana saying, Did you walk in the path of a simple beam? Oh, uh, best burn in the game. And Oleana, the only rational, the only uh, intelligent character in the plot, arguably, <laughs> just looking yeah. so offended. Like, the characters, I like all of them. Hop, I think, gets too much airtime, but at least he has an arc. How yeah, never and got it's an not arc. just donuts. Yeah, um, he he gets so much that he gets he that he gets to do. He just gets. I think he just gets too much screen time, and 
that's mm-hmm. that's his that's the reason that people are like oh hop's bad it's hop's overplayed we needed less hop we needed more, less hop more marnie yes yeah if we had um, if I, we had done marnie that i think it would have been admit, better like i didn't go in I there wholeheartedly second this i didn't expect to like marnie when i went in there but like after like seeing her for the first time the second time like oh she's great pardon my language yeah there, there's a cut <laughs> <laughs> Please keep this chatter in as a blooper after the music. Uh, I'll try. No, I think all of the characters are fantastic. They just kept telling you not to be in the plot. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's annoying. I thought you guys, because you were ahead of me by a long shot, when you guys had mentioned, oh, this kind of feels like the adults are saying, let the adults handle this, and then you guys go complete your badges. I thought you were being facetious. Like, <laughs> no, then, then I read that line, and it was just... Huh? <laughs> they actually say it? <laughs> like, is it unreal? It's, it's totally within common sense that that would happen, right? It's a logical plot. Yes. But Pokemon is not a logical universe. Yeah. If there was a world where going outside your house, a, an eight-foot-long fire centipede could just eat you? <laughs> yeah. Kids would not be unattended. <laughs> No. This is the most dang- this is one of the most dangerous universes by logical standards. Pokemon is what we call in the literary circles magical realism. Mhm. Which means that you have that flexibility to just say, "Yeah, you're a capable battler." It reminds me of all things of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh Araki the writer made a comment when he developed stands and what he loved about them was that anyone could have a stand, anyone could be equally competent in battle, right? So it was your skill that determined what you could do. So in a world like Pokemon where everyone has elemental creatures that just obey their will, if a person's a child but a hyper-competent tactician, they are way more important and way more likely to be of use than a random adult. Than Leon. (laughs) That's that's technically like Alistair. Because Alistair is like, I think it's a grade school child, something like that. Like he's young, he's very young. And that's like, he's a gym leader though. Yeah. and aspect. everyone loves Alistair. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes even less sense that you're the, told to sit down. Uh, yeah, they, they talk about that on the, like, the rare card. Because all, all the, the lead cards have like little descriptions of the people. I know, the bios, I read through all of them. They're so good. I didn't have Alistair's because I, I did sword. Yeah. But but maybe we should get back to the actual uh, gym challenge <laughs> yeah. before we spend another half hour talking about this. <laughs> so, so Absolutely. So we get, go the, ahead. we get the story. We we get Eternatus. The dogs go wherever. We don't care right now. The dogs are gone. We then we go back yeah. the next day. Assumedly, at least for some people, like oh, we're gonna go fight the champion. And then like oh, wait, all the gym leaders are here except for one. And uh, so you're doing this. No, we like, did that first. No, did, you do that before. Oh, you did that before. Oh, yeah. it's opening we, ceremony, is isn't it? It's opening ceremony, something like that. No, yeah, so you do the opening ceremony and and then something happens. Then yeah. you do the, uh, the the gym leaders and then the whole thing happens when you first go to try to fight Leon. Yeah, you're standing in front of Leon to fight him and then... And then the Eternatus like, oh, stuff Oh, by happens. the way, I, I hit oh, the nuke button. Yeah, yeah so this is after that. Over. We're coming back for Leon. Right, yeah. yeah. We're actually facing off against Leon now. But we and never, his we, battle. Before Ooh. we even did that, we didn't even talk that Bede got to be a gym leader. yeah. We, we skipped over that. We did yeah. because there's so much to go over for once after Is it the fact yeah, that Betty got fairy, fairy eyes, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah. he, got, <laughs> he got he got fairy converted. controlled. 
Like, yeah. Fairy <gasps> locked. Yeah, so he's just... There you know go. the fairy leader, Opal, groomed him between Gym yes. 5 and this. And he and, had Gigantamax Hetterene. Yes. Uh, we also zoomed over Oleana had Gigantamax Garboder. I, I love that fight because it was a whole of, like, beauty on the outside. And then she, she had, reveals her true colors. Yeah. A giant trash pile. Yeah, because she had, like, Milotic. She had Serena. She had, um, what was the other one? I don't know. Clefable. Yeah. Yeah, it was all beautiful Pokemon. And then her last then Pokemon trash. is just Carboder. Yeah. It's very good. Yes. But then, yeah, we go, we do the gym challenge. You fight the gym leaders again, but this time they have Gigantamaxes. Which, like, mm-hmm. so you see Dre- Gigantamax, Dreadnought, and I... Who was the second one we fought? We fought... Oh, we, wait, no. Who was the one we fought? No, you after? just fight... You fight uh, your version exclusive... Your first version exclusive Oh, yeah. Later. And then it's Raihan You fight again. the Water-type Nessa to see Dreadnought, and then you fight the exclusive uh, first-of-its-kind Weather-type gym leader... Yes. Uh, Raihan. Yeah. That was great. Oh, yeah. Singles. Yeah, this time it's singles. And mm-hmm. uh, so you beat him, and then you go to fight the champion... Eternatus happens, Darkest Day, you beat that. Next day, you finally come back to actually fight Leon. Right. And uh, that was the one fight I actually had trouble with because of the fact that Mold Breaker exists. And I had two Pokemon that relied on abilities to be bulky. <laughs> they definitely were not the same Pokemon. They were two totally different Pokemon that both had Fluffy. <laughs> yeah, Grookey and, uh, and not Grookey. Yeah, correct. Uh, <laughs> that fight gave me... I didn't, I was kind of, I was not under-leveled, but I was like, okay, yeah, I'm like level 59, I'm like level 56, 57, which was about what the other gym leaders were, right? Oh, oh. And then he sends out his lead at 61, and I went, oh no, oh yeah. no. <laughs> I was, I, it was just down to Barrascuta. I, I, I literally was sending things out to get sacked so that his Gigantamax turns would end, because I knew that guy had Solar Beam. Yep. Oh. Yeah, because rock slider. Uh, he had a rock type move, a grass type move, and a fire type move, and that's all I believe I saw. No, he mm-hmm. also had uh, protect. He had yeah, uh, a status oh, yeah, move that became max guard. Oh, I never saw the status move. One of my first. Fights. He never used it against me, but I saw it when I was looking through the sheet. Um, ah. Mm. So yeah, he had coverage. <laughs> yeah. And so, with the Gigantamax, uh, you just get free grass types attack. You don't need yeah, to have it's it's stuff. like a Z solar beam, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I had to sack things until it, he ran out of that, so that Barrascuda could come in and then just do uh, the water type move and blow him up. Yeah, that that fight was awfully challenging because he has it, what did he have exactly? He had I know he, had he led with an Aegis Slash and I had Aegis Slash. Yeah, he had that. He defecated had that. building materials. <laughs> uh, he, had he also th- had. Uh, Hackthrus and the other starter that wasn't picked. Yeah, right. so he o- almost always has a type advantage as well, built in. Yeah. <laughs> if you actually use your starter, cough, yeah. cough. Or if you, yeah, yeah, if you use your starter, yeah, because I picked Drew Green out of Fire Weakness. <laughs> uh-huh. <coughs> so yeah, it was scary. Um, I don't know if I was more scared of that than I was of Kukui, though, to be honest. Because, like, that was that was hard. But Kukui was like, I was scared two turns in after <laughs> Kukui Stealth Rock. Kukui was meta. <laughs> I was scared after stel- yeah. turn one Stealth Rock, ter- or turn two Tailwind, and I was just like, oh no. <laughs> like, yeah. that was not what I was expecting, and I am screwed. Though this was hard, so, it was just like, I don't think I was on that level of scared. 
I I didn't have a problem with Kukui, even on my Nuzlocke. So I I but this this had me on the ropes. And uh, as Seth found out when we we did battles with our post game teams, it wasn't like I had a weak post game team uh, a weak uh, story team either. Can confirm. <laughs> Dracozolt when Dracozolt can't do anything, I start to panic. <laughs> yeah. So I then... think I did decently well against him because I had a Dragapult. So <laughs> yeah, you had a dragon. I you didn't had a fast exactly dragon. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> then after that, it's just credits, and the last credit slide was fantastic with all the Wulu it rolling was. over, fi- like finished at the end. The great <laughs> animation. Yeah. Well, I try to get that like a like a transition slide. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be great. That would be good. A screen transition. Yeah. Just all the Wulu rolling across the screen. Uh huh. And with that, I think I think we should we should probably break here. Yep. We're gonna break here. We're gonna discuss other things that happen in the post game after this break. So we'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is Seth Vilo cutting in for a couple of quick reminders. If you like what you hear, be sure to hit that subscribe button to get more Puckly goodness every time we drop a new episode. The main show comes out from the Puckle feed every Monday. Other shows on the Puckle Plus feed include Battlecast, hosted by yours truly, TCG Cast, Game Corner, and Patreon live shows, which come out roughly every Thursday of the month, so be sure to subscribe there too. If you want to be part of the community, we would love to have you. Be sure to follow us on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook accounts to stay up to date with what's going on. Also, come to our Discord channel, which is where you can talk with Puckle people all hours of the day, and where our tournaments, events, and now raid parties happen. Be sure to check the show description for an invite link and join in on the fun there. Finally, if you'd like to support us in other ways, feel free to snag Puckle merch from the shop, which is linked in the show description. We also greatly appreciate your support through our Patreon. Every cent you give is put right back into the community to improve Puckle, be that through badges, tournament prizes, new mics so we sound kind of halfway decent, and much more to make Puckle the best Pokemon podcast out there. We appreciate every bit of support that you're willing to give us. Anyway, let's jump back into the show and see you guys in a raid soon. Welcome back. We've gotten through the story pretty much, so now... We're just going to kind of talk about how the end game is. Like, what do you keep doing after you've completed the story and everything? What is there left to do? And I think we all have the same answer to that question, just from a very, very broad general sense. Guys, raiding. Raids. <laughs> Absolutely. Raids for days. Literally. And, uh, it's great. I love them. They are the best mechanic i've experienced in a long time and it's you know it's not something i can just do easily either it's it's a challenge sometimes it's a challenge to do alone yes even even sometimes with people sometimes depending on the people it really depends on the people and how much you plan because you can easily just like if you're doing with all 70s it's somewhat painful sometimes but once you get like a hundred and then you have four people with level 100 it is kind of mm-hmm. trivial because i've yeah. been like i i can easily solo a lot of raids now except for the very few that are just like i don't have anything to handle this thing so i either need to get something made to deal with this raid or find people who can essentially support me along yeah. alternatively you'll have things where it's like i can beat this 
but I can't drag the AI through it with me. Yeah. No. And God, AI are oh a thing word. if you're doing it solo, and that's the worst part. Well, I'm like, going to keep cosmic powering. But but really, realistically, two players can beat almost anything, and three people can take any raid in the game, I'm convinced. Yeah. Because yeah. the whole, the biggest issue, too, with AI is like, hey, if you get three knockouts on your side, or four knockouts, sorry, and uh, or ten turns pass, it's game over. Well, the AI can just get wiped in one hit if it has AOE, and there you go. There are your three or four knockouts. Mm-hmm. And that's so, like, when you have two people, you can at least reduce that a bit, and then three people, it's like, okay, worst case, you're losing an AI every other turn. Like, And that's not, really not that big of a deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By you time do not, yeah. you don't hit the 10 turn ever. You're rarely close. The only time would be if something stalls out, like uh, possibly a shuffle, Protector. which has a gimmick itself, as well as like, Obstagoon spamming obstruct. Seems like <laughs> that could do stuff. Me. That took twenty minutes to fail. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's just stuff like that that can kind of cause issues with that turn limit. But usually, it's the knockouts you're worrying about. And I think that I don't know how it works, but I think later in the game you are the higher the level your AI support is. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think mine are con- consistently like level seventy now, which is nice. But so. they'll st- so so the but they're still. Much worse than a person. It's still much um, worse because who wants Wobbuffet, really? You want a Wobbuffet helping you out? I'd rather have... No. I don't want, like... I think I'd rather have the, the uh, Pikachu or the Eevee. The Clefairy that uh, the Clefairy uses Follow that Me when there are four knockout When there are three knockouts and you're at clutch. full health. Early on, that's really clutch. But Early yeah, on, but in the end that. game, oh. Yeah, I, I could have... Done. I would have taken it, but the Clefairy used Follow Me and then it died. Yeah, it didn't want to attack. Because with raid, it comes down to you have a damage dealer, maybe two, and then you have people on break bar duty. That's kind of mm-hmm. how yep. the, we've, at least what we've discovered, is the meta for yep. it. It's like, you can use a legend, like we'll say Eternatus, which is I, I use a lot. Click Dynamax Cannon, yeah. which is a special Eternatus move. is a cheat button. It is a cheat button. It is correct. So are the legends of the game. Because they each have a move that does double damage to Dynamax Pokemon, being either Behemoth Blade or Behemoth Bash for the two box legends. And then Eternatus, which gets each turn of uh, Dynamax Cannon, which is a Dragon-type move. And it just... They're all 100 base, so they're doing a 200 damage to a Dynamax Pokemon, not including Stab. Yeah. And that just... Generally, on most targets, as long as they don't resist it or are, are immune or whatever... It will bring them down to the first break bar if they have that. Yeah. And, and then if- everyone else is using either Dynamax moves to smash two bars or just hit it. Like, everyone's raid kit uh, should... If, you, if you're trying to build, like, an ideal raid mon, you want something chunky and kind of fast so that you can get ahead of it so it can't knock you out with, like, a lucky crit or something. And everyone wants priority. Uh, priority yeah, is yep. super helpful. Uh, you want a hundred percent accuracy move? Oh my gosh, yes! Please, please stop trying to use um, pyro shot if you have yes. fire pledge or quick attack or literally anything. It's else. also one thing, like having at least one or two people with priority to like optimize breaking bars, so the person who can deal damage can deal it in time. Because like the things that have like four or five or even like seven, they exist, and it's like. Oh, you can't really wipe that out optimally for your damage dealer. When it comes around back to your damage dealer, to be able to hit them directly instead they have to break a bar and you're doing piddly damage with some other mod that are meant to right. chip it. That- you can reorder the turn so Eternatus' Dynamax Cannon actually Let- fires on an unshielded Pokemon. Yes. 
Correct. And um, if this sounds like it's entirely too complicated, it really isn't. And you'll it learn really it isn't. as you do it. Yeah. Because uh, it took us, like, I think, a day and a half, kind of, just, like, of playing around with raids to figure out the most of the gimmicks. And that mm-hmm. was with none of us having any... That was everyone coming in blind. With people who know it now, it won't take that long. Yeah. Yeah. And we have Pokemon now that can actually take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Like before, we might have been playing with maybe high-level in-game things. Um, Shamu was the only one with Eternatus for a while. So. Yeah, and that thing is that thing's and, a monster. It is awesome. And then we yeah. that this was when we discovered that the sheer power of uh, this is when Lord Mixalot was crowned. Lord Mixalot. Yeah, he busted. He killed something through the shield. It, yeah, so the, the shield know. doesn't negate damage; it just significantly reduces it. Yeah. Sir Mixalot uh, at the time dealt uh used a, a move against something in shield and d- it it barely got it got knocked into its shield so it stops the damage throws up the shield it was then lord mixlot's turn who killed it through the shield yeah it was bonkers <laughs> that's how i got a toxel uh <laughs> yeah yeah so but yeah so that's raiding and another cool thing about that is you know how you would just click through them and before the little actual raid dens would give you 50 watts and then when you actually start a raid it would give you what 200 yeah. something like that yeah and now that, that was 300 in, i think then, then they yeah 300 yeah it was 300 that's right um Hideous. now in post game just clicking on a den gives you 200 watts instead of 50 and clicking on one with a raid on it gives you two thousand which is fantastic for going to those digging brothers and finding the fossils to play god yeah or cat or get the unlimited evolutionary items that they could dig up and or you could go find in the raid in the wild area because they respawn yep even things like the apples to get uh applin and applin to evolve into its things there is an unlimited replenishing stock on the island it just may or may not respond on any given day. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a right. chance there's a new apple every day. So when you log in for the day, just go and check. Just pick up it. You'll, you'll quickly get a stock of apples. It's not like you're not going to be in the wild area anyway. Yeah. There's a standing circle of stones that regenerate oh, each yeah. evolutionary yeah. stone in the Lake of Outrage as well. Yep. You go to the Lake mm-hmm. of Outrage of that little squirrel. You'll see that then in the middle of the ceremony circle. And behind each of those rocks, there's each evolutionary stone. And then yeah. uh, you've got, in South Lake Mylock, you can get a prism scale that responds at the very bottom there, I believe. Every mm-hmm. evolution item responds in some way. Usually they're time-gated. Uh, the most annoying is Poltegeist or, and Dusclops. Yeah, things uh, like that that require the specific ones that are not stone-related. Yeah, yeah, but... They but, can be bought from those dudes. They can be bought from a guy who sells you one random item a day, but he also doesn't have a limit beyond he'll sell you one per day, so eventually you'll they'll have them. Yeah. Worst case, In you Sun can and Moon. just uh, do the time glitch. Just, or not time glitch, really. Just change the time on your DS and... As long as you're disconnected from off. the internet, yeah. Yeah. That'll be needed for and, other stuff, too. Yeah. And... Boy, howdy, could you just not... Like, there was one King's Rock in all of uh, Sun and Moon. You used it, and that was it. Mm-hmm. It did not yep. show up again. Now you can get lots. Yay! Yeah. It's honestly, like, it's 
it's very nice to have access to that stuff, because I can just go, because when I was um, doing dex completion, it was just like, oh, I can just use this. I don't have to worry about, like, this is my only one. I can literally just go, mm-hmm. like, use all my stones, just go, like, hog wild, and just full blitz it, and just, like, there you go, done. Yay, I can do all, like, just, okay, that's fine. I'll use that on this really crappy Eevee. Here, have these, like, five stones. Have this, have that. Yeah. And then, uh... And, and not feel like the game is punishing me for trying to do two things at once to both collect and battle. Yeah. Right. And uh, Which, in this game, where you can pretty much make anything competitive, I appreciate. Like, yeah. I can I can have as many different things as I want. I can have my flame body sent to Scorch. I can have my flash fire sent to Scorch. And I know they don't require evolutionary items, but that's an example. I can have my bulky, specially defensive Poltegeist and my god-slaying shell smash Poltegeist. And... <laughs> It's, it's fantastic. Like, yeah. you have so many options, and that's something I really like about this game and post-game. Not only making anything viable with all the items and everything, and the fact that you can go get the mints and the ability capsules and really actually do good for any Pokemon you touch, but they're generous with their stuff. Sometimes you have to work for it, but they exist. There's yeah. ways to get it. So I, I love it. took... Lord Mix-a-Lot, because I loved him so much. I decided to, <laughs> that he was going to be my test subject, because I wanted to see how easy would it actually be for someone playing the game normally, and despite the condensed amount of time, like, days that I did it, I think I actually had a, a, a an end game time roughly equal to, to people who are playing it spaced out. So yes. I went, okay, if I'm doing this in a normal way. Maybe I did a couple more raids, but by and large, I didn't do anything crazy. Mm-hmm. How hard is it going to be for me to take one of my Pokemon and make it take it from the story uh, and turn it completely OU viable? With just this, uh, I beat the game. I used the candies I had in my inventory. I was one rare candy away from making it level 100. I now have more than enough spare just in the dex completion candy that I've gotten to do it to something else. Like, it's not like I used up an absurd backstock of candy. Um, so the hundred, easy. Uh, I already, co- I was like, oh, I wonder how hard bottle caps are going to be to get. I went to the hyper trainer to find out I'd already gotten five from raids and digging. and had- Yeah, digging gives you bottle caps. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah and I hadn't even realized it. Like, that's how... <laughs> That, that's where they were. And I was like, okay, this is cool. So I've got the IVs taken care of already. I was like, okay. Uh, what about the nature? I got that in like under an hour at the battle tree, at the battle tower. Uh, and there were ways I could have high rolled it to get it even faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like, okay, well, what about EV IVs? Like EVs, right? That's going to be the hard thing. Uh, all the raids drop EV reducing berries they do yes uh, a lot of them so do, you yes. get berries and they're th- some of them are like useful puffin ingredients or some are whatever but a lot of them are all of the ev dropping berries i had like 30 oh. of each so wow. i i i just had him eat until he ha- his stats couldn't drop further uh then i went bought 25 uh sorry 26 26 one of the of the relevant uh vitamins <laughs> uh-huh Poured them down his throat, and he was fully EV and IV. Everything went from a story mode mon who happened to have the right ability 
everything from there to grinding for the the nature mint that I didn't have and using bottle caps and like from start to finish the process took me less than two hours yeah in fact I would wager because I didn't really stare at a clock I'm willing to bet my my estimate of an hour and a half was probably a little high I probably got home earlier than I thought mm-hmm. so it was probably more like an hour <laughs> uh Depending on how finicky your 3DS was being with PK Hex last gen, you could have been stuck for an hour. Like, it's not unreasonable. Really? Yeah. Even getting the DS ready to actually be able to be, be compatible with PK Hex, that took me multiple tries over months. So It was crazy. I, I'm not going to say PK Hex is dead. I'm not even going to say if you're into competitive, don't try to gen mons. It's still going to be faster in the long run. But if you're a casual mm-hmm. player, dude... You can do it now. <laughs> and don't want to screw up your Switch because they can trace it and they will find it. Yeah. They will ban it. And yes. at least they made like grinding easy too with raids alone. Like, oh, you do a raid and guess what? You're going to get a craft on the EXP candy. You're going to get like money. I And like you'll get rare bones yeah. and nuggets so you can sell them to get those protein and those other items. Exactly. They made it very, like they made raids fun and worthwhile to do. Because also how you get TRs perfect. too. Yeah. And they TRs. Give you everything. When people, when I first saw, oh, there are non-reusable TMs, I was, I was so afraid. But man, is it a fun to get them? Way more fun than grinding for tutor moves ever was. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only is it fun to get them, they give you like four or five every single raid. Yeah. Uh, they they're portable, so I don't have to go and talk to like the four counters to find out which one had X. Like, it's it's. They're a side grade from move tutors, but I like the direction. I like that everything encourages you to raid. Everything encourages you to play multiplayer, to have friends, to make those connections. Um, Sigma and I were talking. I don't think either of you were in the chat at the time. But uh, the thing that I, that that, uh, I never really liked about Sun and Moon, and I love those games to death. There was no reason to have friends and play Sun and Moon. Uh, Agreed. All of the all of the relevant Pokemon in OU, more or less, were legendaries and couldn't breed. Even if you could catch multiple to make it easier, there was no trading. There was no community building. X and Y. Not only could everything be bred, but you had like friend safaris for hidden abilities. They they had things that encouraged that community. So, Gen Seven happened, and no one talked. Gen 8's here, and I, I think that the community that it builds is going to be very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Because even, like, as of, like, what we had in Puckle, like, a bunch of people have been coming in. We've had, gen- like, well, there's a Pokemon release still. We've had General Pact, there's General Voice Channel. We've had, like, 10 people in there the first couple of days. And even now, the channels are popping with people trying to trade and get people to raid with each other and get a group together. And it's like, this is the most activity I've seen at that Pokemon launch in a long time. And yeah. we're including Sun and Moon. Yeah. Like, like, like the, the previous gen on a console people already had. Mm-hmm. And um, I, was at a, I was at a local event thing recently, and it's just so seamless there, too. Like, you don't even have to add friend codes or anything like that. It's just it locally talks with other switches in the area of people that are playing the game. And those notifications that you get from being online with people pop up down there just for people that are playing the game. Some and, guy named Seth is doing a Gigantamax Centiscorch raid. Want to in? Yeah. Just, 
and that that feed is so great because even if I'm not in Discord chat, right? Like I'm just playing the game on my own. I would uh-huh. see, oh, Dennis started a raid and he didn't put a lock on it. Means, oh, I'll hop in, I'll join. So he and I went and did something, had fun, and then we kind of dropped out. There wasn't uh, it. Not raiding is the perfect amount of prep work and coordination to be a fun group task without being so much that you can't handle it. Mm-hmm. That that it, it that it can be pick up and play. It can be casual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can do it from anywhere. You don't yeah. have to be in the wild area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, go, you can do a raid anywhere in the game. As long as, as, long as the person who's open. triggering it is at the den. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. And you can pick any Pokemon from your boxes. Yeah, the oh, bo- that's so the, nice. The box link is probably one of the best inventions in this game. Like, it's something oh we've my always gosh. wanted. Yes. I, we finally I was, got it. I, was, I thought it was going to be... Because in Let's Go, I was like, this doesn't matter. I don't care about this. When I was doing dex completion, but also hopping into people's raids as I was breeding, I was like, oh, oh, this is actually ingenious. This is the best thing ever. That's what uh-huh. I was doing too when I was trying to get, uh, finish my dex with Feebath, trying to get that 1%. I had it, I had my thing open and on the raid only, waiting for a Turtonator raid, which I got, which is like the only reason why I got my dex done, with some random person just had a five-star Turtonator, and I got in, got it, and I was like, hell yeah. Got it, and I just had to finish Feebath, and mm-hmm. there we go. Though I do wish they would and trade. They... The, the trades are not really good. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, the, the trade with the code is a, a step backwards. Yeah. Um, the, the best thing about that box is that they also didn't just stick it in the party menu. Like, oh, if you're going to a, the daycare, it's like, who do you want to leave? They open the box screen. They don't open your party yeah. screen. They do? Yes, yeah, they do. I haven't bred anything. And it, oh my gosh. You take up now, it's like, hey, if you have full party, you want to put it in the party or the box? You can choose. <gasps> and also, you can turn that off if you want, so you don't have to click through dialogue boxes if you've already got it set. Or just slam B all the time. That's another trick that I learned from you guys, is if you if you want to keep that option open, it, just slam B. It automatically skips the nickname and skips the box. Just keep yep. hitting B. Yep, yep. They added a lot of shortcuts that are going to make the competitive a lot cleaner. Ah, oh, yes. So, I, I think at this point we can transition into overall thoughts. I think we've talked about yeah, what we wanted to hit fine. on. Mm-hmm. So, so Linian, what are mm-hmm. your thoughts? I'm torn. I'm really torn. Because I am a narrative guy. I love that thing. That is literally what I'm studying, what I'm trying to work on, right? And it's it's mm-hmm. aw- it's honestly awful. It's bad. Uh, it is, it is probably a worse plot than X and Y, because while X and Y had, X and Y, I didn't even care about the people, so I had no, (laughs) I had no connection, but here I'm like, oh, all these people are so great, and I don't care about what's happening, and that, that hurts. On the other hand, the quality of life is incredible. The raids are, guys, I cannot overstress how fun raiding is. Uh, the the actual gameplay loop, like the gym puzzles, we didn't really talk because we're post-game, but the gym puzzles are really interesting, the first six at least. The first, um, first five. Don't tell me six. Don't, six is bad. I, I will, we, <laughs> at least it had a gimmick. It had uh, a gimmick. Seven and eight were just bad. It was literally just a yeah. battle gauntlet. It wasn't they were, fun. There was no actual real challenge in there. The only thing with the sevens was like, hey, guess what? You th- were able to Dynamax? Now you can't. And that, that was cool, and if that had been the gimmick for, you know, a different yeah. gym, I would have been down, but this was just lame. Yeah. Um, 
but the and the lack of polish that that drops off significantly after the sixth gym makes it feel rushed and i i really don't like that on the other hand i love the new designs they're some of my favorite pokemon of all time dracozolt has jumped into my top 10 um i love the raids i love so much about this game and on the other hand there are parts there are parts that make me go wow Dexit isn't the only reason to say this game was rushed out the door. And that kind of hurts. Yeah. Um, Because that that feels like they not only cut the Pokemon, they did it and didn't even have the time to finish what they set out to do. And that just feels... I don't like how that feels. But what they did complete is so good. So I'm I'm of two minds. For me, I have definitely played generations I have enjoyed significantly less. Uh... Playing the original Gen 1 it now, it's buggy and weird and it has problems. Gen 5, at least black and white base. Oh, uh, there, there are so many things. How? Yeah, there was a post game, but it was so linear to get there. I really didn't want to do anything with it. I didn't want to engage. Yeah. Um, there, there are generations that I, I genuinely enjoyed less, but there are also ones like 7 that I, I liked more. I had more fun with those games. It's a middle-of-the-road entry, but unlike the the other middle-of-the-roads, it's because there is no real high point but no real low point here. Mm-hmm. Galar is so polarized. The highs are exultant, and the lows are abyssal. And I come out having had a lot of fun and excited for the raids and the post-game for where it's going, but understanding that it is a flawed product. Right so, uh, let's Shamu, what do you feel about the game? I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, Dex, it sucks. Like, a lot of things, they're like, the story's not really great. The characters are good, but even then, I still enjoyed it. As a Pokemon game, as not, we're not saying it's like the Pokemon story, but like, as a Pokemon game, as in, you catch the monsters, you level them up, you fight with them. Just the general, generic, like, mechanics of it. I the think The core it's gameplay loop. The core, yeah. I love it. I, like, I'd rather be playing this than Sword and Shield. I'd rather be playing this than Gen 3, Gen 4, Gen... Like, I want, like, I like to have the new Pokemon. That's what I like. I don't... Like, yeah, it sucks that we don't have all the old ones. I got somewhat lucky with some of the ones that did come in. So maybe I'm biased in that aspect for some people. But I still... I'm really just happy with these games. Like... Really, it's just the post-game actually exists, unlike other generations. You have stuff you can do. Raids are just almost, I want to say infinite, but you can always have fun with them, do certain parties, do certain teams, gimmicks, whatever. You can always have that if you wish. You can, it's, and yeah, there was the whole power creep thing that you can kind of, you can kind of over-level your Pokemon if you wish. But that's on you, the player, to do or not to do. So really, it's not like an easy game or a super hard game. It's how you make it to win, or... How you wish to make it effect- effectively, but as overall, I like them. I, they're problems, sure, but I I still liked it better than most of the actual games. Good summary, I think. Um, I guess it's my turn. Mm-hmm. And call me Mister Silver Lining. I love these. Like, there's so much cool stuff. Pokemon in the overworld and being able to do that while still maintaining random encounters. The whole raid mechanic, which I feel like we've we've talked a lot about, but it deserves it, every bit of it. The characters themselves. The story, maybe, 
it needed work. It needed polish, but it was still a good story, but I didn't feel overwhelmed by it. Like, I could replay this. I know the story, mm-hmm. it's fine, and I don't have 50,000 cutscenes like in Sun and Moon. There, There's some, but I can just mash A through them, they're fine, they're not that long. And, like, I want to go... I want to go download a digital copy of Sword and have that be my like play through a bunch of times game while my my shield version is the completion game. Uh, I want to, I almost want to go do that now. But and one thing to throw out, you don't even need to do that anymore. Oh shoot, you're right. You can just have yeah, no. I I you can have other Oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, you can have other profiles. So I I play through games like dozens and dozens of times. Uh if you look at the the longest playtime that I have logged on, like Sun and Moon, right? It's usually like I'll have one that's like my battle cartridge, right? Mm-hmm. That'll be high. But uh, for I'll have another game like Sun uh, or Ultra Moon, those two that I don't think I have a playtime above thirty hours on. But you go into the system mm-hmm. memory of like how long the the software's been running. I've played through that game four or five times. I just reset mm-hmm. when I'm done. I can do that in one cart now. So yeah, so people are saying, oh, it costs you an extra $20. I'm like, yeah, but I don't have to buy two for infinite save slots. My yeah. gosh, I didn't even think of that. Thank you. I'm a, I am was a goofball almost right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I, I absolutely adore this game. The fact that it's got so many quality of life things and I can make anything competitive. I can ch- make this in-game team other than the fact that we realized that Flame Body is a <laughs> hidden ability on Senta Scorch, and I can't make that flash fire because ability capsules only work a certain way, it's rough, I can make all the rest of them competitive and good. And they're the ones that I went through the game with. They're, I, my Fabio the Grim Snarl will be in my Draft League team or something like that. Like, that's the one I caught and did. It's coming out in the Dusk Ball that I bought in my in game. I love it. I can make personal connections to these Pokemon again, I feel unlocked in this game. There's so many just restrictions that I've put on myself mentally playing the game before and all that kind of stuff. I don't have them anymore. I can get unlimited items pretty much. I can raid forever. I can do all sorts of stuff with other people. This is fantastic. I went in thinking I was going to be kind of underwhelmed like with Dexit, with possible animation things, with possible whatever the other... Oh my gosh, I love this game. Galar is right up there. Like, even the, the, yeah, Galar itself is beautiful. The people and the colloquialisms and the speech that everyone in Galar uses is so on point with various areas of the UK and such. It retroactively made me annoyed about how weirdly handled Alola was. Right? Because they did so much better in Galar. Oh, I love it. It makes me feel like I'm there as opposed to just this happens to look like Hawaii or this is based on New York City loosely I was in London I was in Scotland I was there it was oh I love it so you know my my heart lies in Hoenn but it's it's definitely going to be in Galar a lot it's definitely up there it may be equal to Hoenn as far as everything it doesn't have as much water but I can deal with that Ugh, great game. And I think that really speaks to the nature of the game. We had three very different takes. <laughs> mm-hmm. We had a like, a love, and a conflicted uh, a conflicted approval. So 
Uh huh. But I think yeah, I I think they're quality. I think people are like, are they worth sixty dollars? I think all of us would say yes. Yeah. yeah. You'll you'll get you your know, I've you'll paid get your time with them. I've paid more for worse experiences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, can confirm. Can confirm as well. <laughs> Namely, that last booster box I got. Mm. <laughs> Namely, I didn't even have uh, a hyper rare. A PNG of Edmund Dantes I didn't even get. <laughs> uh. yeah. But I would say this is a good point to wrap up. You've heard us go over kind of the end game spoilers, what to do with your life after you complete it. The answer is make a new profile on your Switch and Nuzlocke. And once we figure out what good Nuzlocke rules are to this, because it kind of throws everything out the window. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good game, I think. it's It's got a lot of conflict, but overall it's a good fun one. And there's things that can improve as with everything more so in this one than others uh raid forever and all of y'all are second to shamu <laughs> on that note though what to do an ice cube raid oh okay goodbye guys <laughs> we're gonna end this episode right here there's an ice cube see ya Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.